You're listening to the Generation Gap podcast. We are a bunch of some young, some not so young people in Vancouver, and we talk about controversial topics that will get riled up. So, but we're not experts in anything. We really have no expertise in any field that we talk about. We just have a lot of opinions. Thanks for listening. Mm, very articulate introduction. You See, know, when, when, you, when you're sarcastic like that, I have to take it the opposite way. <laughs> well, you have to take it positively, you mean, is what you're saying, the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic that we will cover today in a broad spectrum is homosexuality and Christianity and our hot takes on it. I've already asked a few questions to the group, and they've had a, uh, a few seconds to process it instead of having to do it on the spot. So I'm going to try going through an order, and Caleb last time expressed complaints that I always start with him. So this time I'm going to start from the bottom with John, and we're going to work our way up. So be prepared, and let's get started. John, I'm not what's, what's your hot take? My hot take? I don't take? care. Uh, yeah. Before I really knew anything about the homosexuals, I found it weird that it's a taboo topic to talk about such groups. Like, from a young age. And so you thought it was weird that we couldn't talk about homosexuality yeah. within church? Like, in general, I didn't really know why it was... Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, why it was such a taboo topic. But it was from a Christian surrounding, so I guess it was really always in a Christian circle that it was taboo. Veronica, what about you? I think it's pretty much the same for me. Like, it, I mean, as we grew older, but when you're young, you don't really know about it. So it's pretty much shush, shush, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the people, they don't do it well. But I don't think I've ever had, like, a, anyone who truly hated of their sexuality. I don't think I've ever seen someone who had So I, I don't think I've experienced what... Okay, Veronica's cutting out a lot for me. Judgment. Is it just yeah, me? Yeah, me too. I, I never understood, I... and I still don't understand. Veronica, you're cutting out a lot. Maybe it's because my Priscilla, what about you? I agree with what John said because, like, growing up, aside from what I was told from other adults about it, I was just like, it's not that I didn't get it. It's just no one really talked about it to me, aside from like maybe my parents or something. And it was honestly like not in the good way. So then when I grew up, I just never talked about either. And then I remember my friends. One of my friends asked my other friends, like, about me, like, why doesn't she ever say anything when it's brought up? But Mm -hmm. it's because, like, I don't know, we just never talked about it outside of my school friends. So I was never against it or anything. I just thought it was, like, something we shouldn't talk about. Caitlin? 
So I don't know what the original question was, but based off what they answered, I'm I'm just gonna go off with <laughs> um when I first learned about the existence of uh gay men. I I just I I'm pretty sure my first impression was just it's it's strange. Um not not anything harmful. I didn't think, oh my god, that's disgusting. I thought yeah, that's strange. Obviously I didn't know how sex worked then either. So I probably would have thought it was gross. But then you know, as I grow up and I kept that knowledge and I know more and more stuff, I would not think like if if I didn't grow up with the the Christian uh, idea that being gay was really bad and sinful, I feel like my openness to it would be just like any other sexuality thing. Like there's so many other things that you do with another person that are so much worse than just doing it with a, someone on this of the same gender. It's just as soon as I was exposed to it that my parents were like, oh, it's bad, it's bad. You don't like, like being gay is bad. And then in sermons and stuff, it's always bad. But then, yeah, I, I feel like if I didn't grow up with that, it, I would not have, I, would, I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought that if no one told me anything about um, what, what's right or wrong in homosexuality, I, I probably would have felt it's just, a thing people do. Yep. Thank you. Jeffrey. Okay, so um, my original stance on this was, uh, I feel like a lot of uh, more traditional leaning Christians would share this stance. It's basically like we we accept them for who they are, but like obviously they think that it's it's a sin right and it's against what god wanted us to be which is man and woman and so that was my original stance but then on one certain night while we were drinking after a lead tournament chan <laughs> expressed <laughs> chan expressed his uh hot takes on this topic and that actually changed my mind like i originally didn't know that like the bible didn't specifically say you know that that homosexuality is bad and like that a lot of the old testament is like outdated and like only applies to to back then so yeah i would say chan pretty much changed my mind on this don't put too much power into me oh <laughs> i know i know i'm just saying <laughs> uh faith what about you okay so growing up, uh, I think at first I was just confused about the topic, but then um, I actually like I guess went to a church that was actually open about topic talking about it. So like in like small groups or like as a sermon or something like that, we'd actually talk about it. And what um, my take on what the broad general view that I was taught was basically this was basically um of course we love and accept all people and we don't hate them but it was a sin to be acting upon like your homosexuality so it's not 
what um what I was taught was that it's not exactly a sin to have like like the thoughts in a sense or like you know the kind of attractiveness you have to someone because obviously some people say okay you're born with that you're um it just happens naturally to you that you're attract you can be a girl attracted to another woman or like a boy attracted to another boy but then it was actually a sin to act upon it so it was kind of like people telling people that okay if you have these like feelings towards someone then you try to work towards like not having those feelings or like just like don't act on it because it was a sinful act so that was what I was taught basically um but now I'm still pretty confused I would say and like I don't really like know my exact stance on it yeah because like I've been taught my entire life by the church that um it was a wrong thing to do and it was um though that that god thought it was sinful and that god wants only man and woman together so right now i don't really know exactly you know not entirely sure yet maybe this podcast will change my mind can i say something about that oh i'm just gonna say it anyway I, I really, I, I heard sermons like that where it's um, like, don't act on your impulse. Like, it's only bad if you act on it. And I, I don't know. I like really don't like that ideology. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it never sat well with me. It's like, like, in my opinion, if you're, like, you should not be. So I like I because in the Bible, it all a lot of times it says um, if you think about another woman other than your wife, that's cheat, that's adultery and you committed a sin. But I I mean, obviously, sinning is bad, but I really don't. I, I think that if, if they're going to say homosexuality, like being a homosexual is a sin, then just say it's going to be a sin. Don't say it's like only if you do it, because there's a, a lot of blurred lines within that and there's also um i really don't think you should be so concerned with like committing a sin like you're gonna commit mm-hmm. a sin either way you're you're always gonna sin your entire life it like i don't think you should should be content like you should not be thinking every day in your life am i gonna sin because you are like whatever that's not the important part is whether you sinned or not it's other stuff that i'm not woke enough to get into but i i, I just want to say I, i've been in those sermons i don't know if it was at or in, at another church or from my parents or whatever i just i really hate it when they say that you gonna you gonna name drop them my man don't i don't remember i just i just like stopped listening to the sermon after that i, I mean, have a lot of things to say too but yeah sorry you were, do you have anything to add caitlin Nah, I'm I'm good. All right, finally, Caleb, what 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 do you have to add to this conversation? Generally, the way I um what do you call it came to terms with it was that uh there are the 
verses where Jesus says, "Don't judge another before, don't judge your brother before you take that log out of your eye," or like something like something of that like, and another where he says, "Love that in in the very most like popular one, love thy enemies." Right. The way I came to terms with it is that if I have to love my enemies, why can't I love my friends or f or maybe even sometime in the future a family member who is homosexual? And then homosexual doesn't make you an enemy, does it? At least in my book, it doesn't. So like, if I have to love my enemies as two, then why can't I um, lo love and not judge? A, a, a friend or a family who's who's um who's gay like i don't like that's how i usually came to terms with it like even if it is a sin i shouldn't be the one to judge it or or like call them out for it that's how i usually came to terms with it when you said family member i panicked a little bit <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what you meant by that. i said maybe in the future a family member Oh my god. This is not called pro <laughs> this is not progression. <laughs> this is the opposite of progression. Um that's great. I have a lot of, there's a lot there was a lot of good points in there. I have also heard that sort of sermon or theology before and said as long as you don't act upon it. But in reality that's really against what as Caitlin mentioned scripture explains. One of the best examples I could think of is there's a story in Luke I think it was Luke 5, when Jesus uh, is on a boat. And it's not like the Lonely Island boat, but he's on like a small fishing boat. And he tells Simon Peter to like put put the water, the net into the one side, like on the left side or right over. And Simon's like, nah, we already did that side. And, and then Jesus is like, just do it anyways. And the fish comes out. And Peter's like, oh, no. Simon Peter's like, oh, no. I, I And this is... I think he says, oh, I sinned against you because I had these thoughts. Please forgive me. And like, the, I think the story points out a lot of different things about faith, but it also points out like just the thought of doubt also counts as sin in, the, in, this, in this spectrum. So to say that, oh, if there's an urge, but you don't act upon it, it's all cool. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's not consistent with it. So yeah, I, that's a good point you bring up. The other thing is, um, I don't know what I said that night, Jeffrey. But you paraphrased it in a pretty worrying manner, but that's okay. Um, hmm. One thing that I did want to pick figure out, though, I, I like the verse in Matthew 19 when Jesus talks about divorce. He's very explicit against divorce. Divorce is a sin. Don't do it. And there is one exception regarding you know somebody cheating or adultery. And then it goes on to, in, in verse 11, it goes into like, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who are born that way, that there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who cannot accept this, uh, the ones who can accept this should accept this law. When he talks about divorce between a man and a woman, it, it really sounds like a lawyer's dodge in a certain way. He's saying that there are some people who are born in a way, and some people who've been made into a way by other people. And there are those who live like this for the sake of the kingdom of heaven that cannot accept this sort of traditional divorce. I mean, not traditional, but this this new way that Jesus tells you don't ever get a divorce except for adultery. So I feel like that right there is, is just enough room for my own sanity to say Christ was there 
And, and to say that Christ didn't know about gay people is also just just plainly put bullshit because this is the height of the Roman Empire. People were gay left and right. I mean, it was it was widely accepted within the Roman Empire. So to say that, oh, Jesus never talked about it because it wasn't common, that's not true. It, in fact, people were pretty liberal back then. But in the four Gospels, it's never mentioned. Never mind, it's not even hinted at, except in this force, verse where there's talk about divorce between in a, in a marriage. So to me, at least my personal view is that this, Jesus' biggest commandment is to love, love your God and love your neighbor. Those were the two biggest commandments. If your neighbor is gay, love him. If your neighbor is straight, love him. It doesn't matter in, in that aspect. And for, and once you point, boil it down to those two commandments, it does become simpler. It doesn't become as complex as, oh, as long as you don't act on your gay feelings, it's okay. It just becomes, can you love, the, can you love your neighbor? And if you can, then that's, like a, that's a Christ-like approach. And I feel like that, that should be a good answer for everyone, but that's not always the case. Um, one of the bigger controversial topics is when there's a gay pastor or a gay clergy member or any of the gay, any uh, people in church that are you know, gay. And I think that touches people in a different manner versus, oh, just having a gay a fellowship, a member in the church. Have you guys experienced this sort of thing or is, is it, or is have you never really talked about this before? I'm just trying to get a feel. Um, what do you guys think? Wait, so do you think being gay is okay, even if you're a Christian? Just like a clarification. I think it's okay. Hot take. There's my hot take. I think it's okay. Even it, okay. Let's put it this way. It could, it could be a sin. There's a lot of room for interpretation, and it definitely could be a sin. The issue, does be, the issue then becomes, is this such a big of a sin that other Christians could out, start ousting said a gay Christian person? I'm a sinful person, just like the person in front of me or whoever's listening to this. It's just, why, why do we pick out certain sins and say, oh, that's not okay, but... We've, we've seen, I mean, just look at any newspaper regarding Christians, and you're going to see people do a lot of sinful things. Pastors committing, you know, rape, right. embezzling yeah. money, like all these illegal and immoral things, they do it, but they're still most sometimes accepted within the church. But this one, this is one of those things, being gay or being a lesbian isn't accepted. I don't, like... I guess my point is, I don't care if it's a sin or not. That it's doesn't define standard. that person. And it's, yeah, a it's a double standard. standard. It doesn't define that person. As in, oh, that pastor is gay, therefore he's not allowed to serve in this church. That does, that's, that's not okay. Because why is every other sin let go, but did not this one? Even if, we, even if I have to agree that it's a sin. And at, and at this point in life, I'm, I'm more inclined to say possibly, maybe, but not really. <laughs> So it's like I'm in I'm in the fence right now. Does that answer your question? Yes. Thank you. Can I say my opinion? Yeah, go for it. I gotta I'm gonna go one step further on that. I think the homosexuals are the Christ are Christianity's great goat. 
because scapegoat. It, yeah, scapegoat, because it's easier to call out on someone who's sinning in a way that you never would, such as being gay if you're straight. That's an excellent point. Wow. That that that's actually something I never thought of. That's a good point because, yeah, you feel like it. It put it's a power move essentially. It makes you feel more holy, if anything. If 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 you point those sort of people out. Hmm. Anybody else? Anything else to add? I think that when a pastor or a clergyman is gay, it kind of like sets people off because I feel like they think that. Um, well, depending on their opinion about whether being gay is a sin or not, I think that if they think that it is a sin and it's their pastor, I think that um, they're scared that he outwardly shows this sin to other people by either having a husband or a female pastor having a wife. And I think that um, it they think they might think that it puts on a bad face for them to mm -hmm. the world and especially if they believe that it's a sin then um it's an outward sh it's an outward showing of the pastor that they believe that um that they are christian but then they still carry on this sin and do nothing about it mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and I think they might find it hypocritical or anything like that because you're preaching to them about doing the right things to become to be a Christian and how to live a godly life, but then they outwardly show to the world that they are um, quote unquote committing a sin, depending on your opinion about the mm -hmm. sin. I guess yes. I like. Oh. oh, sorry, you can go. Uh, okay. Well, I think for um, yeah, for having a a homosexual or LGBTQ person in the congregation is a lot different from having them as a pastor or in a leading role in the church. Uh, I think the church really has to figure out what their stance is on on that before they invite a a pastor that is lgbtq to their to their stand so like um i'm not sure how many churches there are about that that are still on the fence i feel like there are quite a few nowadays uh, i think our church kind of is because it hasn't really okay sorry i just name dropped uh our pastor <laughs> really hasn't um like he hasn't spoken out against it but he hasn't given us a clear-cut answer about it so I, I know a lot of the people in our congregation are still very traditional and will will not want a gay pastor, but uh, well, moving forward, um, depending on how long this church lasts, it it could it could shift the our stance on LGBTQ could shift, and I think before we really go into the 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 pastor part, we really have to just, just like figure out how we stand on this. 
And it's it's not going to happen for a long time because we're not talking about it. <laughs> Chan, you gotta I... change your sermon this 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 yeah. weekend <laughs> to this. <laughs> it's not gonna oh, work. Oh, Do it. Oh, yeah, that's so bad. He's gonna be fired. He's gonna be fired. He's gonna hold the band from be ever being all of you again. We're all leaving. We know how Tim stands. Oof. Would not fire him over this. No, but like, has always been not very de- divisive. Like he's, um, he doesn't want to have any like radical opinions because that would divide the church, right? It is the so. deacons. The deacons will kick you out. Yeah, don't do that. And my parents are on the deacon board, and <laughs> they will never let me in their house again. So that's why I hate it. It's because like what Kaylin says, he never talks about it because every time he says he doesn't want to talk about it it's because he thinks it's too heavy of a topic for us to yeah, handle when i just think yeah. it's just so important to just just get it out of the way it's such a big topic like how how long how much longer can you avoid this for Hi, but i think if you're but it's 100 percent kind of cause a division in the church so it's like something that he probably wants to put off if we're tiptoeing around it, it just feels like worse. One of the not saying anything I... is saying a lot more than maybe, saying. Maybe that's why he's such like. man as our leader, so we <laughs> could have our own mini congregation. So he's actually counting on you to change it. <laughs> One of the things that I feel that is really important about this issue is the reality that we're surrounded by it. And I think your pastor knows this very well in that once this topic comes out, it will cause a divide, as it was previously mentioned by somebody here. And it already happened in the Mennonite Church, at least in the wider Mennonite Church, especially Mennonite Church BC. MCBC had a huge falling out with several different congregations because of this specific issue and how some people stood on it. And uh, I'm sometimes. There, oh, sorry. Wasn't there a yeah, vote? Yeah, go for it. Like, yeah. Yeah, there was a vote on this. Vote yeah, and like, people were, didn't like that vote, so they left the MCVC, uh, I guess, umbrella because of that vote. I was there at the place, and it was a heated environment. People were angry. And just like any other, I guess, hot topic issue like abortion. People really believe what they preach in, the, in that uh, when they when they argue against you know homosexual people in the church as even as a member even just as a member forget forget deacons or leaders and pastors just as a member that caused so much stress for some people and I sometimes think that it's a time a timing issue one of the things that was true 100 years ago, just 100 years ago, maybe not even 150 years ago, was racial segregation. Racial, racial segregation was a real thing in Christian places. It's impossible to believe right now that an, a white person and a black person couldn't sit in the same pews together, but that's what happened in the States just about 50, well, not 50, but more like 70 years ago. That was still very true. And you know what? 70 years later, we're now arguing about homosexuals and LGBTQ members within, our, within the same pews as us. And I feel like 70 years in the future, we're going to think that was so stupid. 
But the the problem is we are living in a time where we have a generation gap, literally, and this isn't a plug, between two different generations with very different backgrounds. And I said this before, but there's about 15 of us in our young adult slash youth group. I think 15, 17, depending on how, let's just say 17. And if each of us go out and find partners, and for example, Stephanie and I are married, and Jeff and Faith, we're going to assume that they're going to get married. That leaves like 15, that leaves us four, 13 of you guys left to find partners. And if you guys all find, go find partners and get married, one of our kids, I guarantee you, will either be gay or lesbian. I almost can bet money on this, just because of how we as a society have become much more open to accepting LGBTQ members. The issue, this then issue becomes a much more real topic for us as we raise our children. And when this becomes an issue, when we raise our children and we, we become the leaders of our respective churches, that's when I think it'll really come to shine of how, how so frankly speaking, how bigoted the church was 100 years ago or something. But right now at this moment, we, this isn't much of an issue because if you really think about it, how many people at church is can openly say that they are gay or lesbian or any other sexuality other than being a heterosexual? It's, it's a very difficult environment to be so. But as we become, I guess, more accepting of this, our short-sightedness will become more clear in the future. So I'm not too like angsty or antsy rather to resolve this issue within every congregation of Vancouver like ASAP. I'm just patiently waiting until the right time. And as, as I said this many times before, it'll just it won't just go away because we ignore it. It'll just get bigger. So yeah. Waiting for Gen X to die off. Sorry, that's my parents, but <laughs> oh my gosh! I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. That's so morbid. But that's basically <laughs> what he's. That's 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 the only that's way kind of what I got from it. That that's a yikes from me, dog. So we're gonna okay, have to wait at least another seventy in, years. I'm not saying I am waiting for. I'm seeing. The, the progression in the church of, of uh, and the LGBTQ and society and you know all that it's just waiting for the homophobic racist people to die off or yeah to die off <laughs> <laughs> or to die off Anybody help? Yeah, go for it. Well, a lot of Christians um, categorize homosexuality mm -hmm. as a sexual sin, right? Then mm -hmm. is sexual sin worse than any other Christians? I'm, I'm confused. Like, how 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 does if it, if being gay is a sin? Which I don't know. Then what? How come it's so different than any other sins? Why is it that people are so heated up about this? I still stand by my original opinion. That's my that I, uh, John's a power move. 
John's point has, I mean, John's opinion has, a, I think, a, a, a shred of point in it because traditionally the church always needed a stance to be more holy than the world, quote unquote. And it's, you know, pointing out homosexual people is one of the easiest ways to say sexual immor- immorality, bad. But there's also, I think, another aspect to it in that ever since a certain point, um, like, Sex and religion is a really sensitive topic. I remember specifically when I was about in the in middle school, I think. So like grade seven, grade eight. No, not even grade seven, like grade six. Yeah, I was in grade six or seven. I was in the Sunday morning. I was in the adult room service. And the pastor gave us like a PSA. He's like, all right, today's sermon is going to be on sex. So anybody that's not comfortable or can't, you know, don't want to listen to it, leave right now. And... I remember mom taking me out of the room that day, um, and I and I I was at the coffee shop in, in in the in our in our fellowship space, eating crackers and stuff, just waiting for the sermon to be over. So, it's it's sex itself is already a very difficult topic to a lot of people in the West and but even in the East. I think I was like grade six, seven. So it's like, how old is that? 12, 12 13, 13, 11, 13, 13, 14, yeah. 14 around that age. So, sex itself is already a very difficult topic for some people. Um, and then go beyond, and then that's sex on a regular, well, not regular, sorry, in a heterosexual point of view. And then you add up element of LGBTQ to it, that's just more complexity to an already difficult topic to talk about. So when things don't get brought up to the light, it just becomes, you know, whatever tradition it was, people just follow it. So I think that's probably, and the tradition is that homosexuality is bad, very bad. So, yeah, that's that's what I think. If anybody else has a better answer, go for it. I mean, I, I think it really can't just be the sex part of it. I mean, well, I guess... I don't know. I I feel like in our church, it's it was never a sex is bad thing. Um, I mean, yeah, fornicating is we don't like that, but that was never that was never nearly as as badly represented as homosexuality. But it can't. I don't know. I I because there's so many things you can do in bed. It's so weird. That I feel like the church should have more of a stance on than just, you know, anal. <laughs> <laughs> Who just whispered anal? Isn't that Caitlin? Excuse me. Furries. Oh my god, furries are terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, th- those what are. What is the church's team from hell? Yeah, came from hell. Wait, bestiality is a sin. Clear it and done. Get out of here. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you're towing. You're towing the line there. Like I might create another pandemic. Let's go for it. Me and this goat. <laughs> oh, oh my Jeez. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened, right? I, I don't know which one. Like a bunch of STDs from animals. Uh, 
AIDS is rumored to be from a monkey. Yeah. But yeah, but anyways. <laughs> um yeah, you have a point. There's a lot of worse things that could happen inside someone's bed than two guys or two girls going at it. Um the church is pretty prude from that point of view, I guess. Too prude. So But to answer your question, Veronica, I have no clue why people think that sexual sin is so much more important than any other sin. Because uh, they're scared of the big gay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm pretty sure all the like all the like the college boys who are trialed and uh, found guilty for rape and they're all like let go is like oh they have the future ahead of them. Like I'm ninety nine like I'm pretty sure ninety nine percent of them have Christian parents. Oh and the yeah, parents are in, on the bench crying like oh my boy and then like thanking the judge or the judge is like probably Christian too or something. I don't know. Yeah, well that's that's a whole other can of worms that I really that gets me riled up really quickly. So good point there. I think that people talk about, talk about this as like a bigger sin more just because it's getting more and more accepted by society. Because I don't think, I personally don't think murder or rape is like, oh, it's totally fine. It's like society's not saying that, oh, that's totally fine and like murder and rape is okay. But then I think that um, as we progress through the years as the LGBTQ community is getting more and more accepted by people around the world. I think that the church thinks it's important to talk about this more than things that society still deems as bad. You know what I mean? Well, aren't you just basically saying that uh, murder and like that stuff is like uh, not accepted by both groups, but then like this is accept like homosexuality is accepted by one group and not the other. Isn't that basically what you're saying? Kinda, or like, uh, they like to talk about more it more, and it seems like it's a worse sin just because we talk about it a lot more. Is it's because like one group doesn't accept it. Hmm. That's that's a good point too because we talk about it more gets highlighted <clears throat> um so we've talked we've talked a lot is there anything else that people want to add to this before i move on to the next section of this grand topic there's okay, another I section have, i just have a little smidget um yeah go. about what faith said mm-hmm. um i'm not disagreeing with it i'm just but i i have like are both of our societies disagree with murder um and what but one other thing that we both disagree with theoretically is oh yeah a sexual sin it's rape but our society encourages rape a lot more than it does homosexuality so that's just my my point my two cents um next topic let's go Okay, we're just leaving it at that. We promote rape. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. I that I, I do get what casual. I do get what she's pointing out though. There is 
I hate the word, but rape culture is a thing. Like it happens, whether we like it or not. And when when it's more accepted, what one when one is more accepted than the other doesn't mean like we we can't talk about it either. Like we have to talk about both. But yeah, this is this is a heavy thing. Um, the next portion that I wanted to go about had actually nothing to do with this. Was both regarding homosexuality and whoa uh was regarding i guess homosexuality and lgbtq members in our society is now much more common than ever or more widely accepted than it was in the last few hundred years and i made this hot take that i almost 99 percent guarantee you that one of our children out of all of us probably will be in either part of the lgbtq yeah probably an lgbtq member uh community member and what do you and that's why this is a real topic for us this isn't some this isn't some intangible imaginative thing this is something that we're gonna have to really deal with when we're older so i guess i want to take i want to hear what people's first takes would be on like what if like what if your son or your daughter came and say hey i'm gay or i'm lesbian and they still they're still part of the church and they still want to be part of the church how would how could we encourage that you're not my son. <laughs> and camp. how how the camp? Yes. Okay. Wow. Time to time time to get the belt. Time to get the belt, boy. Kinky. Um, we'll start. Oh shit! No. <laughs> start sending we'll start him with... to Christian school. We'll Send them to an all boys conversion all conversion therapy, boys. <laughs> what oh, we'll start with Gail first. Honestly, honest, honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna love him less or love her less. But like, I don't know if I'll just actually react at all. I'll be like, okay, whatever, and like just move mm-hmm. on. Okay, but they want to be a part of the church. They want to be a contributing member. Like, I don't know. They want to be a youth leader, for example. I would think you. It's a- I think it's a lot more important for a person to be a decent person than the the, the qualifying attributes of a person at, uh, participating in church should it be whether they're gay or not, but whether they're actually a half decent hey. person. Okay. Uh, Faith, what about you? I think that obviously, I, like Kayla, I won't let love them any less. Um, obviously, I'll still be like somewhat worried and scared especially from what my parents will think or what the church will think obviously because not that like obviously I care about what they think because it will affect like what how they treat like my son or my daughter and that like obviously worries me but I think that at this point I want to just, I think, I'm going to be careful with it, what I say now. I think at this point, I would support them and let them find their own way, their own opinion. And like, because I think I'm going to trust them and help them through and trust that they will like just 
find their own take on this subject and um, what they believe in personally and what they value, depending on their age, I guess. I want, I want to say that I would like to trust them with just um, figuring out what they truly want out of this and also coming to me for help and me offering them help as well. Jeffrey? Um, I would say pretty much the same thing. Like, I wouldn't love them any less. But, like, there's there's no way as a parent, there's no way, like, if you are a parent, there's no way you could um change their mind or something. Like, like it's what, I guess, some people say they're, they're born with it. Some people say they they're it's like developed or or something but like I, I feel like truly only god can like i know it's like the cliche answer but only god can really um i guess determine their fate and everything so i would probably just let them go their own way give them the support they need and just try to be a good parent to them Awesome. Caitlin. Um, honestly, uh, of all, I've thought about this a few times, and at this point, I'm just kind of expecting it. If I'm ever going to pop out a kid or multiple kids, I'm expecting one of them to be gay. <laughs> multiple uh, kids. I, I have a game plan for them. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to send them to a, a, a one-gendered Catholic school, and they're oh going to be <laughs> they're, they're going to be reformed. I only watch straight movies, like The Notebook. <laughs> PG only. <laughs> the Notebook isn't PG, is it? I have never seen The Notebook. I'm pretty sure they make out at some point, but it's straight right. making out, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's two very attractive white heterosexual. Ah, white. Yeah. That's what. Uh, okay, white. White's a bonus, I guess. Of what? I'll let them. I can't even let them watch Crazy Rich Asians. There's a gay man there. You have to regulate <laughs> their internet usage as well because it's exactly. so easy. Exactly. I have to block off all the, the the YouTube's and stuff. The 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 TikToks. The TikTok only allowed on Netflix. Children. Yeah. In all seriousness. I feel it. Uh, I hope by the time I have a kid, this won't be that big of an issue anymore. So I won't have to be like, oh, I love you. I'm so supportive of you. Because honestly, that's not what, what I am right now. When I have a kid, it might change. Whatever. Maybe I want to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. If I have a kid. This is all if. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's pretty much just the same. I'll just be a person. That is my child that has mm -hmm. potentially different significant others. Priscilla. I um, agree with what was said before about how I'm not going to love them less. So here's what I, th I would hope I would do is, you know, at least reassure them that I don't my love for them doesn't change but other than that i don't feel like 
I have to say anything more or I should say anything more because if I do then it becomes this lesson and I'm making their sexuality this taboo topic of having to explain this thing to them like it's not it shouldn't be like that I don't want it to be like that but what it's probably going to be like is like Caitlin said if things don't change I'm probably gonna have to you know make some really hard decisions probably I don't know maybe cut some ties like I'm going to have to protect my child and hopefully I'll be capable of doing that but it's going to be very hard and I don't know there might it's yeah it's just going to be very very difficult there's just things that I hope I will do but we'll see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Veronica sorry what was the question um how would i guess we react or what are, what are our thoughts if our children came out to be you know gay lesbian uh, okay. or bisexual um, or trans trans i think i would be too judgmental but but i would be worried cuz not everyone in in my social circle will be happy about it and yeah. basically coming out is making my child an outsider. So it's it's not something that we can avoid because there are going to be people with opinions and mm-hmm. they're going to have some sort of um, negative eyes or like negative um, judgment. So mm-hmm. when he then it's basically saying that he or she will naturally exit out of my social circle. So I think that's, I think I'll be very sad. I think that's the first thing I would feel because he or she won't feel accepted. I don't know. I I would accept it. It's not just me. So yeah, that's that's my stance. Mm-hmm. Um, John. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Same old. Just not gonna judge them. Not gonna love them any less. And if I need to, I'm going to like politically support <laughs> my child. I guess just say officially to my social circle that oh, what the f- like yeah, you have to start that now in the next election <laughs> start start politically supporting your child yeah, oh, right now i'm gonna endorse my child's position <laughs> <laughs> give them a campaign <laughs> start donating <laughs> yeah like if they want to continue being part of the church but other people are like not really appreciative of it, you know. That's in one part his my kid's choice and problem. But on the other hand, I'm gonna say I'm with you <laughs> officially. It it does. What I think Priscilla, Caitlin, and Veronica all mentioned is something that I've thought about of sometimes too. And thankfully, I can't think of anyone in my life that would 
else, my, my potential ch child, just because of their sexuality. One thing that I strikingly remember, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a show called Sex Education on Netflix. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. Really funny. But also, it has a lot of like great lines in there. And one of the best moments in the show is when... So the main character is... A, I forgot the name of the main... Oh, the main character is Otis, and his best friend's name is Eric. And Eric is an openly gay guy, except his parents don't know that. And his, and his parents are immigrants, so they're very traditional. Um, and his dad is a... I don't know what background he's from, but his dad is very traditional. And throughout the midway, I think, later on in the season one, his dad finds out that you know his son, his, his son Eric is gay. And the dad has first is very difficult in accepting it. But then later on at the end of the episode, they hug and, you know, just they're okay with it. But the dad says, I wasn't, he wasn't sad because, you know, he thought his son was gay. He was sad because he knew how hard his son's, his, his son's life would be just because of his sexuality. And that's why he was sad. And that hit me hard because that dad wasn't really like law. law. He doesn't care what his son's sexuality was. It was more of the fact, like, I, I mean, that's the message I got, at least. Maybe somebody else got a different message. But he cared more that his son has chose a very difficult life versus an easier one and the more traditional route. And he was just really sad. And he, at the end of the episode, he just says, yeah, I'll be there for you. But just know that this will be a hard road. And that sort of moment was really touching and just a really good episode overall. And I, it still stuck with me. Um, but yeah, these are all really, really good points. But just because I made this really hot take that one of our children will be probably a part of the LGBTQ member uh, community doesn't mean it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. But I'm just saying it's a higher probability just because we as a society are becoming much more, much better and much more open about accepting these people into our uh, communities. I've never thought about it, but now that you've mentioned it, it's very highly likely. And we'll yeah. think back to this day, guys. We'll hold each other accountable. <laughs> uh, we we can blame Chan. Actually, we should just pin it all on him. Hey, I have a follow up question that <laughs> might. I don't know if it's. We should just talk about it next time. Sure, go for it. Let's. let's it's just let's like what it. happens. What happens if your kid comes out as transsexual, or they don't want to identify with their uh, birth assigned gender? Then what? What's What's your takes on that? We'll talk about that next week. That's a whole yeah. other hot topic. I think that's that is, another topic. Yeah, that's different. Let's, from, let's, like, let's have the other Caleb in here when we do so. Wow. Oh, God. Let's do this. Oh. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast and our stupid takes. If you have any angry emails, please send them to... <laughs> Info at angryemails.com. Don't send them to us. All right. Goodbye.